Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Thursday night footy from Adelaide Oval with an undisguised sense of urgency. Port Adelaide is winless and increasingly desperate. Melbourne is unbeaten and clearly the benchmark of the competition. They come together, Port Adelaide and Melbourne, with the bounce 40 minutes away. And we all turn our eyes to what can Port produce. Will they be better as a starting point and what might that look like over the duration of the evening? AFL Nation for Sports Power. Get the latest Adidas footy boots in store at Sports Power now. Jared Waitley with you. Anthony Hudson is with me. Hello, Hutto. Just like to apologise, Jared. I've tipped Port Adelaide <laughs> and I've just found out that Dell has as well. So and I imagine Kane always does, so we're clearly going to be the majority for the power. So to Melbourne fans, <laughs> maybe it's good for you, but I've tipped them. I can't give you a logical reason other than the fact that it's at the Adelaide Oval and that they're zero and three. And, you know, who knows uh, with where Melbourne will be exactly at. Uh, they, they've looked a little bit gettable so far, as, as good as they are and have been and, so, yeah, for no real logical reasons. But I am absolutely fascinated to see what they produce out there tonight after I'm still coming to terms with the fact that they found a way to lose that game last Friday night, yes. as, as beautiful as it was. Nick Del Sado, you haven't gone with they couldn't be that bad, have you? Good evening, everybody. Uh, I really look forward to this game. And thank you for that introduction, both Jared and then also Hutto. I've tipped Port Adelaide. I have. And I've tipped them for the sole reason is I don't think they can be that bad. This just doesn't make any sense, and we'll get into a little bit more detail and a couple of your comments last night, Jared, on AFL 360, what I thought was absolutely spot on, so we'll delve into those sort of spaces. And I was there last week. Now, I wasn't one of the original people that was meant to be covering that game. I got a call up because Mark Rusciuto was in the health and safety protocol with his 25 kids. Clever. And I walked away with one of my most enjoyable memories of working at the football ever. And the reason I enjoyed it is, similar to the way we feel probably tonight, but it was the other way. Port Adelaide should have won last week. It was, you know, even chatting to a few people in the stands and walking in to the ground, it was all Port Adelaide. They were the only team that was capable of winning. It was by how much? And it was a minimum of four and a maximum of ten goals. None of it made any sense. And that is still the beauty about football. And even that kick to finalise the result was not what it was meant to do. And I heard Jordan Lewis speaking last night about tilting the football certain ways, which makes the ball flight different. He is absolutely correct. I don't think Jordan Dawson meant any of that. No. He was not trying to do the reverse swing. And this ground is famous for a reverse swing. We've seen some great tests over the years. That ball was not meant to go right to left. There is no way he planned that until it ultimately went through. And he went, oh, yeah, I did mean that. And I spoke to him post-game. I got to interview him. <laughs> and I, I cheekily said, I hope it came across correctly, I said, is that how you planned it? And he goes, you don't have to draw a picture. And I said, really well said as well. It was perfect. <laughs> so I'm excited about tonight because I hope we get another sort of game that just we walk away and go, just football, just another night at the game. Kane Corns is in the broadcast box at Adelaide Oval. Welcome to you, Kane. 
Uh, beautiful night, Dow, Jared, and Hutto. Magnificent weather, 24 degrees here in Adelaide. Not a cloud in the sky. So just the absolute perfect dream conditions for Thursday night football. And you would expect a strong response. I mean, living in this town, the, the media scrutiny is, is probably, and, and this isn't been overly dramatic, it's probably been as strong on any team in this town since sort of the camp stuff with Don Pike, which forced you know the exodus at the Adelaide Football Club. I haven't seen anything like that for a good you know two, three, perhaps four years. So uh, with that, will come a response, uh, and I think we'll see that tonight. I've also tipped Port Adelaide, so what do I know? <laughs> so we, 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 we could be we could be in a bit of trouble here, the three of us tonight. But um, hopefully, it's a ripping game of footy. I'm sure Port Adelaide will respond strongly. Albeit, I'm a little bit nervous about just looking at their team now. Yeah, I'm the same, um, Kane. You look yeah. at the team, and I start. How do I actually <laughs> bring myself to write their name in that little slot? Because best, best not to look too deeply. Yeah, just well, sort of close your eyes and go and blind faith. Right, isn't it? I oh, know. The big one for me is uh, Mackenzie out. So he he was named last night, mm. and today he has withdrawn. Now Cleary comes back in he's he's hardly played like he hasn't played for a month so he's and, they, and they've rushed him you know a week ago it was still two to three weeks on the injury report so they've rushed him in through necessity now Mackenzie's not there so they're tall defenders they, they really don't have any like Ryan Burton's gonna have to play tall uh, we know Jonas can but he's undersized so if you if you're Melbourne and when you've got the midfield they've got the supply that they'll be able to give to their forwards with perhaps the mismatches due to Port Adelaide's injuries could be an issue for them. Came just on that topic of the week that Port Adelaide's had, and they would have had a similar one the week before and probably the week before that, and I must admit, I'd forgotten about the hatred between the Crosstown rivals. And oh. to probably highlight that last week, Port Adelaide were walking off the ground while Adelaide fans were cheering for their own team. They paused for a moment to boo Port Adelaide and abuse them <laughs> for no reason. They were just leaving the arena. They hadn't done anything wrong. Oh, no. They did right, actually, and then, as far as that But then joined back in to cheer for their team again. So just take us inside. Is it been clearly Ken Hinckley's you know, on the agenda? What about players and how deep does it go in the papers with the spread of loving Adelaide compared to hating Port off the back of last uh, week? Yeah, look, there is a, there's a genuine hatred behind it. Uh, when you used to be able to go to work, the, the last thing you'd want to do is walk into a Monday if you're a Crow supporter and you've lost or vice versa if you're a Port fan after a showdown. Like that, that was the actual worst. A lot of people are working from home now, so it's not as significant. But I was, I had to find my kids. So I left the commentary box. And I had to go down. I said this story on TV. I had to go down and try and find my kids who were 13 and 12. So they're in the crowd on their own, and I'm trying to find them. And I'm walking against the Crow's traffic, and... Crows people think I don't like the Crows. And I honestly had three elderly ladies, let's respectfully call it, like abusing like abusing me like I've never, ever seen before. <laughs> like I, I, I was actually, is this, is this real? So I was walking against the Crows traffic and I've never seen anything like it. I was silly of me to do that, but I actually had to find my kids before they got kidnapped. So um, th- they certainly took it out on me, Dow, and they, they took it out on Port Adelaide's players. But that, that's why I, I tweeted after the game. It, it's the... It's the best rivalry because of that. It's not the on-field stuff. It's that's part of it, but it's everything that's gone on from the Ramsgate to the you know the Monfrey's bounce and to Ken carrying on in the coach's box to Neil Craig who used to refuse to drive down Port Road when he was coach of the Crows because he hated Port Adelaide so much. There's just so much to it. There's a line um, that was the way you can cross, it, and that was it, wasn't it? That really? was it, Hutto. Like he he couldn't he wouldn't drive past the foot. This is a true story. Wouldn't drive past the footy club. So um, the hatred's real, no doubt. Um, yeah, how has the club? I mean, Ken, from what yeah. we've seen, has handled it well. But how has the because sometimes the clubs have just got to hold their line and, and know how to react to, to the public and the and the criticism and all that. So how how do you think they've handled it? 
I don't think they could have handled it any better myself. Yeah. So they, they jump on the front foot. All your key people speak. So, you know, Boke speaks, Wine speaks, Hinkley speaks, you know, three or four assistant coaches speaks. You get a strong letter of support from the CEO, Matthew Richardson, to the members midweek, you know, really saying exactly what he should. Now, that's easy to do when you've got media advisors and you can proofread a, an email more so than a live interview. But he, na- he nailed that. And, you know, I heard, you know, Ross Lyon on Footy Classified probably summed it up best for me. Like, he showed all the shots they missed. And they kicked 13 goals, 14, including some sitters. And Mays has had an absolute brain fade. Well, I've never, I don't know what was going through his head there late with seven seconds to go. So there's, you know, they could feel a little bit hard done by. The other factor is they've had 13-0 kicked against them from set shots against Haw- at Hawthorne. 13-0. Like yeah. that, that may never, ever happen again, Hutto. <laughs> and then they've gone 9-3 Adelaide from set shots. So that's, what's that, 22-3 in two weeks from set shots against and no one's really spoken about that either. So there has been some... They need to play better, but there's been some things going against them, no doubt. That, that's the problem of being 0-3, and three, having lost games to Hawthorne and Adelaide. They now hit Melbourne and Carlton. Yep. And Dell, so there's sort of a minimum standard from Port tonight, but they could play really well yeah. and lose, at which point they're 0-4, and four, and the Carlton game at the MCG is, is it. Yeah. You raise a, a brilliant point, and these conversations are internal, and we'll often hear a coach or a playing group speak about how they analyse or how they review a game on a Monday morning. You know, win, lose, or draw, we always assess it the same as it always has been. Now, what Kane just mentioned then about the accuracy of the opposition can be a justification, not an excuse, but just clarity around why the result is that it currently is. But internally, I'd love to think that Ken Hinckley and all those people that have spoken this week, Kane, They've actually been highlighting the things that they've done well because outside of, as you speak about, one brain fate, but missed opportunities, they should have closed that game out with 10 minutes to go last week. But that's half the problem, though, is that for all that bad luck, they were three goals up with yeah. a few minutes to go and they stuffed it up. So the conversation would be it was in their control or it is in their control. Now, tonight might be slightly different, and Jared raises a fantastic point. They could play somewhere near their best, but it's not good enough tonight. So how do you walk away? Because ultimately, it'll be 0-4 and four with a hell of a battle next week as well, up against a team that's running hot and all their fans are going to be there in the blues. So I'm with you. I don't know how we assess this in a few hours' time if it doesn't go to plan, but we still look and go, actually, they were a decent team tonight and they should be a lot better. I think that's why I've tipped them because I think they just should be a lot better, and that's even taking out the personnel. This team's got more in them, and they've got other ways that they should be able to score and move that ball freely. Our pregame show is for the Beaumont Tiles DIY sale. Now, Kane mentioned that Trent McKenzie was a withdrawal during the day. Miles Bergman is into the team. Trent Dumont is the medical sub for Port. And Toby Bedford uh, is, again, the medical sub for Melbourne. Ahead of the warm-ups for Ream, their uh, installer Ream, Australia's favourite hot water. Um, So if anybody met the challenge last week it was Trent McKenzie wasn't it with the two yeah. marks with the yeah. flight of the ball which yeah. don't get full credit because they end up losing but uh, um, um, Weedering gets full toad odds yes. because Carlton yeah. win yeah. and McKenzie gets forgotten because their team can't hold their nerve yeah, there was a couple of good stories that would have been like, like I, I voted on the medal and I gave Todd Marshall three votes like Todd Marshall had had, had, eight, had eight possessions in the first two rounds of the season and he's come out and kicked five in a Friday night showdown so that's been overlooked Jared he, you know, his place in the side was 
you know, if I was coach, I would have I would have left him out. So Ken's clearly backed him in and was rewarded with that. So can he back it up against a, a stronger defence this week in Melbourne? You mentioned McKenzie was was heroic with those two uh, runs with the flight of the ball, and there, there were some. I think they played a lot better last week. I mean, their pressure, their intensity around the footy was pretty good. So there were some signs, but it doesn't mean a lot when you you lead for 120 minutes and then you end up behind after the siren. And there's obviously health and safety protocols that are impacting a number of teams, Jared, and also some of the commentators over the weekend, and so far I've dodged and weaved in the, in the clear. Can I just say, though, <laughs> this would be the best weekend to, to be able to be stuck at home. You have got, if you like, if you oh, happen yeah. to like motor racing and golf, like I'm, I'm golf, not so much motor racing, but... Mm footy and all the time and the Masters what a weekend to be yeah. stuck at I home. get a feeling he's actually trying to catch it this weekend Jared. he's going out of his way to be in highly dense populational areas yeah. you're a good man Dwayne beat me too the Hyundai Staria load is the van that is big on safety and big on tech it's the only commercial van to receive five star radium and platinum awards for safety from ANCAP and now it's yours from 47990 Drive Away. Take a tech drive today. We'll take you through what's happening around the competition with the changes that have come through. I've been waiting all day to ask Kane Corns about the Darcy Moore contract. We'll do that next oh. on the pre-game <laughs> show oh. for Beaumont oh. Tiles. Same oh, with Beaumont's Easter specials in store three now. Years, three years, was it? You're listening to the 2022 Premiership season on AFL Nation for Beaumont Tiles. For all your tiling needs, in stock now. Port Adelaide and Melbourne Thursday night footy. Jared Whateley, Anthony Hudson, Kane Corns, Nick Del Santo. The pregame show is for Beaumont Tiles. Save with Beaumont's Easter specials in store now. Let's just set the terms of what's to come as we get the sports bet updates. It's time for an odds update. Thanks to Sportsbet. Sportsbet's bet with mates. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Here we go. Port taking on the D's tonight. The D's, well, they're on a 10-game win streak going into last year. They do not look to have missed a beat so far this season. Unfortunately, we cannot say the same thing for Port Adelaide, who are staring down the barrel of being 0-4 with a loss here tonight. I can't see them turning the season around against the Ds here, but the head-to-head odds just a little too short for mine if we are backing the Ds here. So we're going to look to the total points, an absolute staple of the same game multi. Now, Melbourne's last eight games have eclipsed the total points line. So that's eight games in a row that the over has hit. They've beat the bookie the last eight times, so we'll play that again. The total points over. And don't forget about the first goal scorer, Quaddy, one of my favourite bets in the sports bet app. Any of Marshall, Georgiades, Fritsch or Wiedemann to kick the first goal in each quarter is sitting at a whopping $81. Enjoy the matchup tonight, and most importantly, gamble responsibly. Thanks to Sportsbet, gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858. Our, rec- our experts are dressed thanks to Ringers Western. Ringers Western clothing looks great in the city and toughs it out on the land. My, the one regret of my day was 20 minutes after I parted company with Kane, landed the big news that Darcy Moore <laughs> had signed a six-year contract extension with the Pies at a reported 900000 or thereabouts a year. And everyone was asking the same question. What will Kane make of this? <laughs> Kane Corns, what do you make of this? Well, I, I can't stand it, to be completely honest. But I'm, I'm, I'm not stupid. Like, I'm understanding that this is the modern way. The, the thing I would say about this one and each long-term contract are different. Um, I really 
like him as a player. So when he is fit, when he's flying, he defends well. Offensively, he's really strong, and clearly he's a future potential captain of the club, maybe being vice-captain at the moment. The one thing I would say is this is his eighth season. He's played 20 games or more once, so he gets injured every year. Like he, His body lets him down, so how could you be confident in six years' time that a 32-year-old Darcy Moore is going to be even playing football? because he's shown that he continually breaks down. So that, that would be the only thing. I, I was surprised. Um, but with these things, you've got to be prepared to let them go. Um, and maybe for them, he wasn't the one they were prepared to let go. But it's going to be tight. Like, you, you're paying Grundy a lot of money. Um, you know, Dacos is eventually going to need a big deal. Moore's on a big deal for six years. Uh, Pendlebury's still hanging around. Adams signed a five-year deal recently. So there's not a lot to go around for a rebuilding group. Um Yes, yeah, so I, I don't love it, Jared, but I'm understanding of, of the modern way. Does that mean that there's a different conversation that will be had later this year regarding Jordan Degoe? Is, is that the piece that you could be prepared to not necessarily let go, but you physically just can't hold everything that you want? And, you know, the, the off-season that Jordan's had. But I'm with mm. you, Kane, to a certain degree. I would love to think, and I don't have any side on this, that there's triggers in it. So we yeah. get this big lump sum. And if it's in American sport, there's guaranteed money and then there's the possibility to earn everything if you hit bonuses. Mm. I'd love to think, Kane, that there's some triggers in there. Though, if there is. Yeah, I'd like to think there's some triggers. But what we've also seen is six years isn't always life because they can be broken at any time. Like, contracts are able to be parted ways if you feel like it's best for both parties and both parties have to agree. Um, I get it. I get it. And I, but I also agree with Kane. That, that's a huge mm. investment and you are continually predicting what the total player payment would be. So at one stage or at some stage in that journey of six years, you actually want to feel like you're getting not only market price, but you might be getting unders. That the, the salary goes up so high in that period of time that, you know, Darcy Moore, when they signed it six years ago, I was like, oh, what a bargain. How did they not sign him for 10? And yet, yeah, I don't, think Pick is a, I don't think Pick is a silly though, Hutto. He, he would have built-in clauses that if the, the cap goes up, then whatever percentage it goes up by, Darcy Moore's contract will go up. Or, so what, or whatever percentage he is within that salary cap right yeah. now, it remains the Rises, same percentage yeah. for the remainder yeah. of that six years. Well, Gil was trying to forecast this week it might go down. Yes, so now, yes. Well, you can't have it both ways. I actually don't mind that. The, the it's me- never gone down. The yeah, methodology of where to spend your money is interesting. Yeah. So yeah. they've gone big on a Ruckman, and Brody Grundy hasn't paid his way yet in this deal, and they've gone big on a key defender. Whereas probably most salary caps go big on mids and forwards. That's a very good point. And it's it's probably yeah, a lot of what Kane said I agree with. And I think that's it, it leads into what you're saying there, Jared. I mean, I think they all, I think they'd concede in an ideal world they wouldn't be paying, wouldn't have locked into Brody Grundy for as long as they have at that amount. And now to do it to a, a uh, you know, albeit a really talented defender, he's still a he's still a defender, and the defenders win your premierships. Well, I, I quickly scan my brain through the AFL. I'm thinking West Coast, Nadinui McGovern. You know, and and I think there should be something. You know, and this is not in writing, but I think there is a theory around what you guys have just touched on that each position or, or style of player probably has a, a maximum earning in, in that particular role, and that is a little bit NFL like. And you know, is the ruckman now the quarterback? Well, probably not. You know, I, I still think it is a genuine midfielder, and clearly Dustin Martin's the example of that. They are worth every cent. And this is not to take away money from anybody. Go, go earn it. You know, mm. football's a short period of time. You, you do what you've got to do. But keep in mind, if you're going to take a piece, there's less for other people. So is it the team's success or does it need to be spread out? But I, I think that's a large amount of money, as Kane said, for a guy that has been a good player, not a brilliant player, you know, all Australian 
calibre or, or, or capable of, but hasn't done it consistently. Where, where does he actually sit in terms of key defenders in the competition? Where would you have him? Oh, he'd be he'd be up there. Um, so it's not it's not a matter. Of, he'd be top five, but it's not a matter of that. It's a matter of will he play and will you get enough footy out of him? And the the Collingwood the whole situation is interesting mm. for me, Jared, because of After what's what going been on. Through, yeah. Reece, yeah. So you know if. if uh, it wasn't that long ago where they had to force out a player who had five years left on a contract and they're still paying a large portion of that contract. So, I, you know, that that's the other interesting piece from it. Now, I think Darcy Moore's got this contract at a good time. There's a lot of hype around Collingwood. You know, they've, they've, they've clearly got some good PR at the moment. Craig McRae's done a, a brilliant job. They're playing some exciting football. But that could evaporate quickly. So perfectly and, played from the from the Moore camp. And they wouldn't want to lose, like Jeff Brown coming in as the president, wouldn't want to be there while they, with a new coach, and they lose one of their, their key young players in his prime. AFL Nation will be calling every game this weekend, and you can also watch your team every game, every round on KO Sports. We've got the full preview coming up. Thursday night footy is Port Adelaide and Melbourne next. You're listening to the 2022 Premiership season on AFL Nation for Beaumont Tiles. For all your tiling needs, in stock now. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.